Hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. So first things first, we have to apologize. I don't owe anyone an apology. We definitely owe our listeners an apology. I was living my best life. We did not tape a show last week. Okay, and? Not okay, and. Okay, because <laughs> we don't do that often. We do not do that often. I feel like we've done it a lot more this year than we've done it any other year. But we've had some emergencies, you know, like dad passed. <laughs> some things went down. Uh, need to year. need to take some time off. That's need an to emergency. Take some time off, but we were away on vacation. We did give you a heads up in advance that we'd be in Martha's Vineyard, and Martha's Vineyard just got so good to us. <laughs> it really did. It just got so good to us. We just couldn't get to. It got so good to us. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get to taping the podcast. That's know, really what happened. I don't know too many places where that excuse flies. <laughs> but it was. I was doing this, and it just got so good to me that. I, <laughs> We just didn't want to pull away from the time that we were having in Martha's Vineyard. So would that fly with your parents? I was at the party. I know my curfew was midnight, but it was just getting so good it to me. It got so good to me. You got to be of a certain age to use that. <laughs> so I don't think, I think you have to be over the age of 38. That's also like a great explanation of childbirth, like <laughs> conception. Like, you know, it just got me and so your good. mom was dating and uh, it just got so good to me. <laughs> Here you are. Well, that is why you guys didn't get an episode yeah. uh, last week. But we've come up with a very unique way to explain ourselves. Okay. All right. Okay. But first, before we get there, we do got to at least talk about, did you have a good time? Oh, I had a good ass time. Okay. Now, yeah, for our I listeners, did. our Official. listeners who have been listening for a long time, you know that every year, Alan puts me through, Oh my God. I'm going to call it the Martha's Vineyard Tumble. Mm. Every year, Alan puts me through the Martha's Vineyard Tumble, where it's... I don't want to go. I'm not going. I'm definitely not going. I hate it there. It's the worst place there. It's too expensive. Why do I got to do all that to get there? <sighs> my wife's making me go. My family wants to go. We going to go. I think I'm going. I'm going to be there. Oh, my God. It's the best time I ever had. Mm. I love it at Martha's Vineyard. Oh, my God. Every year. It's been at least the last four or five years you've done this. Yeah. Okay. So it's great to hear you just come back and just admit that you have a great time every year. It's not every year. Every year you have a great time. It's not every year. There isn't a year that you don't have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's my deal. Here's my deal. So I've been going to Martha's Vineyard since around 2007. That's when my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I went for a wedding. Okay. And I was like, this is such a hassle to get to. Like, and I also, you know, like I went there for the wedding and like, I didn't really like the people at the wedding. And so I kind of had like a negative thing. Like it was hard to get there. I wasn't feeling the people. And then my homegirl got divorced from the dude. That so like nothing to do with Martha's Vineyard. So it kind of was tainted. And okay. then my next few times I got invited to speak at conferences. And the conferences were kind of like bougie type of conferences. And so here's I- Here's the thing. Here's then, the thing. The fact that you multiple times got invited to the bougie conference. <laughs> whatever. Says more about you. Whatever. Than about the conference so or Martha's Vineyard. I started to associate it with work. Okay. Then I start seeing people that I work with up there all the time. And when you go on vacation, when you're working on Wall Street in a stressful environment, you want a vacation away from people that you see at work. And then years later. It got good to you. It started getting good to me. <laughs> 
So, you know, I've grown to this place. Yeah. Now, I will, I'm just going to put you on blast. It was Alan who didn't want to take the podcast last week. Oh, it, it got so good to him. It, it was good oh to me, gosh. but he was like, it was so good to him. He was like, bum the podcast. I, I said like, it early in the yes, week, Yes. I was like, hey, I think we can still pull it off. I think we can make time. He's like, I ain't making no time. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my thing on Martha's Vineyard. I got invited to do TV while we were on Martha's Vineyard, and they had a studio set up for me. And I was like, no, let's just go and skip that. <laughs> <laughs> It was getting a little too good to me. So with that, in, I also had a great time uh, this year. I always have a great time. I don't, I don't shy away from that. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, but this year, I ended up bringing four people who had never been before and separately an entire family. So husband, wife, two kids, and their in-laws. Wait a minute. They all stayed with you? No, 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 no. How'd you bring them then? So I had been campaigning. For years, mm, so they're kind of okay. years. So everybody but the family stayed with me, but the others mm, all okay. stayed with me. Okay. Um, and listen, I am I love a Martha's Vineyard. I'm always gonna campaign for Martha's Vineyard. I'm always gonna campaign it being a great time for black people, especially if you have a family. And everyone that I campaigned to come was like, I'm definitely coming back next year. Yeah. I love it here. Well, good. No, it's a, it's a good time, yo. It, it has grown on me. It is full grown. It was it was grown. Like to the point last year I declared I was gonna go for two weeks. We were going to do it this year, and I was concerned about college move-in date, and that's why I was really- And you, know, you were going through the Martha's Vineyard tumble. Yeah, the tumble. And uh, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Annual excursion at Annual this point. excursion at this point. Glad to hear it. To the I... point where I would buy a house there. You said that. You said that last year. Yeah. You said that last year, and we're going to talk about that. I will say I am booked for next year mm-hmm. for two weeks. I'm back to one week now. <laughs> because I'm booked for two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid people I work with. Oh my God. You... It's part of vacation. First of all, we barely see each other on Martha's Vineyard. Let's, let's also put I that I saw out you there. almost every day. That's I not was true. There. Almost. Every other day. Fine. So I think that's great. Yeah, that's, um, it's good to run into but you I sometimes. Did, all the time. But I did book for next year. I booked two weeks. I wasn't going to book for two weeks, but the person, the house that I rented this year got so good to me that I asked if I could rent it again next year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, but we also have another one around the corner that's cheaper, but it wasn't available my primary week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, can I do the first week in this one and the second week in that one? Mm. And they were like, sure. Good to me. Good to me. Yeah. So on that note. On that note, to explain ourselves. Yeah. Today's show is about Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, word. So, as I mentioned, this year I brought a bunch of people to Martha's Vineyard who had never been there before. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, do, 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 um, whatever the sound effect is when there used to be a newsflash back in the day, mm-hmm. prior to social media. Um, one of the people that I brought is my boyfriend. Ooh. I have a boyfriend. Come through, boyfriend. Again, if you've been listening to the podcast. Okay, boyfriend. For as long, <laughs> for a while. Uh, I've, I've been single and mingling. I've been a single mingle for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is no longer the case. I'm yeah. off the market. And, uh, for all of those who I mentioned, please don't slide in my DMs. He slid in my DMs. So. Yeah. Word. <laughs> that's how DMs we are. are closed now. <laughs> but you've had dudes before. You just haven't declared them on air. Don't, I would, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. That's not. <laughs> I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying I have a... This is a big one. This, this is, is a big one. A declaration. This is a declaration. Word. This is official. Again, I did tell y'all don't slide in my DMs. And that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> exactly <laughs> how it went down a little bit. Um, 
So it's done. Sean and Ray know about it. Y'all are the only ones who didn't know about it. If you don't follow me on social media, you wouldn't know about it. But that is the case now. So Alan can stop with his horrible uh, jokes and, and, and everything else. But he's one of the people that came to Martha's Vineyard with me this year. And he asked a ton of questions, right? So he was like, you know, what's the history of Martha's Vineyard? Like, why do black people come here? Why is it so expensive here? Why is it so hard to get here? Like, get a variety of questions. And I had no answers. If I'm being honest with you, and I felt like you, that's a really great point because there has to be something underlying that brings all black people here for a period of time. Um, the feeling that happens on Martha's Vineyard is very authentic and there has to be something to that. Also, yeah, it's a bitch to get to. Um, yeah, it really is. And it's expensive. And mm -hmm. so with both of us spending the amount of money, both of us, Alan and myself, spending the amount of money that we spend to do to stay in the United States and to come back every single year, we decided to do some digging and to understand not only the history of Martha's Vineyard, but also talk about the wealth and the business of Martha's Vineyard. And the black history of Martha's Specifically. Vineyard. You thought we were talking about somebody else's history? Oh, come on with it. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. So for those who've never been to the vineyard and you're like, it's a bunch of hype, it's not. And we're going to talk through that today. And for those who have been, continue to go, I honestly think this will be a informative and heartwarming show for you as well to understand how you are connecting to our history. Yeah. And at the end, we'll give a little discussion on whether it makes sense to buy mm. on the island. Okay, Alan. And how to make those economics work. Go ahead and buy, Alan. Yeah. So if you buy, which week do I get? Zero weeks. The same weeks you get now. <laughs> <laughs> you get the same weeks you get now. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to let me hold a week? Mm. Wow. The shade. Okay. I well, it depends. For a, for a price, I mean, yeah, that's what we're talking about on, <laughs> on here today. We're... <laughs> You know, reluctant capitalists here. <laughs> okay. So, the history of Martha's Vineyard. So, Martha's Vineyard, it's an island. It's in Massachusetts. It's about 87 square miles, which is actually pretty big for an island. Like, I've been to a bunch of islands in the Caribbean, and it feels like there's water all around you. Like, when you're in the center of the island on Martha's Vineyard, you kind of feel like you're on land. Like, you feel like you're on solid land. But it really is an island. The original people of Martha's Vineyard, which we've got to shout out, it's the Wampanoag tribe. These are Native Americans. And they were there long before the white folks and the black folks started to arrive there. In 1602, white folks arrived. They renamed the island. It used to be called Noepi. Noepi was a Wampanoag word that meant land amid the waters. And they changed the name to Martha's Vineyard. In 1641, they purchased the island. I'm sure they didn't pay much. I'm gi sure. Given what they did in, in Manhattan and other places throughout the country, they purchased Martha's Vineyard in 1641, and they then started to bring slaves in the 1600s. Because <laughs> we know that was coming. Yeah. Somebody had to do all this work. That was coming for sure. So back in the 1600s, the big industries there were whaling, like whaling, uh, smoking fish, brick-making, farming, as one does in the 1600s. I mean, and, and you're on an island, so I guess yeah. the whales, you got to go and kill them. But whaling was huge, and the Wampanoag tribe was really good at whaling. And so they actually became really important parts of the island because the white folks needed to go to the natives to really understand the best ways to go out and you know conduct their whaling. Whaling was not just about catching the whales for food. It was also about... The oil, they used oil from whales back in the day for heating oil and things like that. So now getting to the part that we are most excited about, 
The black people? Yes. Okay. So as we know, Massachusetts was one of the first states to abolish slavery in 1783. And for those who are not completely clear, Martha's Vineyard is a part of Massachusetts. Yes. It's not like its own island. Um, you know, it's not. It, it is a part of the United States, specifically Massachusetts. So once slavery was abolished, it started to become one of the safer places for free black people. And Martha's Vineyard was actually part of the Underground Railroad. There we go. And for those who are unclear, the Underground Railroad is not actually a railroad. Because I know people are like, well, how did the railroad oh my gosh. get to the island? <laughs> Nobody thinking that. <laughs> so FYI, for our, you know, the younger, what are they, Gen Zs, Ys, uh, Underground Railroad is not a railroad. Yeah. Okay? And- it was a network of homes and people <laughs> that got slaves to freedom. Okay, so... They didn't put the railroad over the water. Yeah, they okay? did not. There was a ferry yeah. involved. Um, but to your point, Martha's Vineyard was a part of the Underground Railroad. Once that started to happen, once black people knew it was a safe place, they could get there, it was a part of the Underground Railroad, Methodist churches actually started to create spaces for black entrepreneurs to set up businesses. They started doing this in 1895, setting up spaces for black entrepreneurs to cater to black visitors because it was getting such an influx of black visitors who wanted a vacation or just have a good time. They started to create these places for business owners, black business owners to do business. Yeah, and it was the Methodist church. They had these open air tents and they were worshiping, but also giving a place for black folks to come in and, and just be safe. Sit in Oak Bluffs because everybody hears about Oak Bluffs. First of all, the first thing you need to know about Oak Bluffs, the S is on the bluffs, not yeah, on the oak. That, that's a fact. Okay? It's yeah. not Oak's Bluff. Say it again for the people in the back. It is Oak Bluffs. Yeah. Okay? I know, especially if you got like a southern draw, it's hard. You put S's on everything. Yeah. I get it. But it's Oak Bluffs, and you're telling yourself when you say Oak's Bluff. Yeah. But the thing or about- if you say Oak's Bluffs. <laughs> S is just S is everywhere. It's just S is everywhere. But the Oak Bluffs comes from the fact that in 1912, Charles Shearer, a son of a slave and her white owner, you know how that went down, a little multicultural situation, turned one of the cottages in Oak Bluffs into the very first inn for black vacationers. 1912, B. 19, that was like three days ago. Yeah. The fact that that 1912 was the first inn for black vacationers. And now we all up in y'all hotels. <laughs> well, it wasn't the first black inn in the country. I mean. It was the first one on Martha's Vineyard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but here's know. where it gets good, right? So there used to be this thing called the Green Book. Okay. The Green Book was like really. the movie? Well, the movie, is, it comes from the actual Green Book. There was a guy named Green, Victor Hugo Green, who was an American New York City postal worker who came up with really a set of businesses and places where it was safe for black people to visit. You got to realize this is during Jim Crow. You couldn't just go wherever you wanted to go. Mm -hmm. You had to go somewhere that was safe. And this Green Book was really, for black people, kind of the Bible for where you can go that was safe. So like the Underground Railroad Digest? Sure. Okay. Fine. So in 1936, they listed a safe place on Martha's Vineyard in the city of Oak Bluffs, this little inn called the Shearer Cottage, which again was started in 1912 by Charles Shearer. And everybody started going there at that point. Um, during the Harlem Renaissance, Black writers would go there for inspiration. Um, that's where the name Inkwell Beach pays tribute um, to Oak Bluffs' rich literary history. Maya Angelou once described Oak Bluffs as a safe place where we can go and not be questioned. 
Period, right there. That is how I feel about Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. For me, it is the ultimate safe space. It is a place where you can go and you don't, as a black person, and you don't have to think about being black. You don't have to think about being a minority. You do not feel like a minority on Martha's Vineyard. It is y'all and everybody's guards down and everybody feels safe. And it's such a communal feeling. It is the one place that I feel outside of my home that the moment I arrive, I feel welcomed. Yeah. Right. So like I travel to a variety of places. I feel welcome because I paid to be here and y'all got to treat me accordingly. But the moment you get on the ferry or touch down in Martha's Vineyard, you immediately feel welcomed. And the name Inkwell Beach really comes from this Harlem Renaissance period where the poets and the writers would describe this place based on the black skin glistening in the sun, similar to ink. Okay, That's a beautiful image right there. That's poetic. Very poetic. All right. So where does the bougie part come from? Here's the thing. So after World War II, as the black population started increasing and acquiring more wealth, certain families moved to Martha's Vineyard. They started buying cottages and vacation homes, many of which are still owned by their families today. But it started to take a take on, it feels a little bit exclusive. I don't think that's because of wealth. I think it's just because it's hard to get to. Yeah, that's a fact. In 1947, Ebony Magazine said the most exclusive Negro summer colony in the country is at quaint historical Oak Bluffs on Martha's Vineyard. It added... Mm-hmm. Negro and white swim together mm-hmm. on the public beaches, rub shoulders at public affairs. Wow. 1947. Now, if that ain't an invitation. It's not. It was an invitation to you guys to the Negro and white swim together. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, of course. But that's a big deal for back in 1947. <sighs> this feels like so yesterday. Like, we feel like we're in such progressive times. But clearly we're not. If in 1947 it had yeah. to be, it was journalism yeah. that blacks and whites were swimming together. In the public. So here's what you got to understand. Like, this was a time when white folks were literally draining swimming pools in cities if black folks got into them. Here's like, the there y'all was are clowns. Here, y'all are clowns. White people who, who, who were doing these things, y'all are clowns. And I say that because Alan and I both own pools. You know what, I, what it would take <laughs> to drain one of these pools behind somebody getting in it? I might throw more chlorine in there, but... It's no way I'm draining. All right, what if a whole pool? a whole family of raccoons was slain brutally in your pool? Let me be clear about something. When I bought this house, seventeen raccoon bodies just floating. When I bought this house, that pool looked like a swamp. Mm. No one had been in it for ten years easily. Yeah, I did see the pictures, and it did look absolutely disgusting. And even then, we didn't drain the pool. Wow, that's true. <laughs> they just added chemicals. Listen, you filter. No, you filter. <laughs> And you refilter. Yeah. It's a lot of filtering. Well, white folks were so fed up with black people that they were draining the pools if we got into them. So to have a place where blacks and whites could real swim quick, together. Real quick. Just real quick. Okay. <laughs> Nobody thought to open a pool draining company. If I was black. <laughs> if I was black. Back then, if I was black. Okay. You want me to work anyway. I'm a worker anyway, right? Like in yeah. your eyes. Okay. I'm going to send somebody. A black person to get in your pool, and then you're gonna call the pool drainers, the local pool drainers, and that's gonna be and you. You're you're gonna think I just work for them. You're not gonna think I own it. Yeah. But I'm definitely opening a pool draining company. Yeah. I, I'd have been a billionaire. Yeah. I, I wonder if they. I don't even know if they had drains on the pool. Like they might have had to suck the water. <laughs> yeah. Out, no. Like pump. siphon you have to it out, pumping out into yeah. the street, into somewhere. Yeah. I'm really just pumping it into a truck. And then taking it to the next house that asked for their pool to be drained. No, I think you'd be like, how much can I get out with my hands? Let, no. me, just, let me get all my brothers and sisters together. Either way. Okay. But yeah, so that happened. And then in 1989, again, Ebony declared it 
a vacation mecca. Oh, it's official. You now. know when you use the word mecca, it's only for black people. Yeah, no, it's official. White people don't have a mecca. <laughs> <laughs> so once they it became wait. <laughs> the White House. <laughs> used to. Yeah. Yeah, we we ruined that. <laughs> For three terms, we've ruined that. Well, yeah. So once it became the vacation mecca, the rep was pretty much solidified. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then in popular lore, 1994, the movie The Inkwell came along. That's my first time hearing about. Is it? That was your first uh, time hearing about Martha's Vineyard? Absolutely. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I was not in Jack and Jill. You were in Jack and Jill, kid. Yeah. So you probably heard about it. You probably went there. Did you go as a kid? First of all, don't put my business out in the street and uh, don't, <laughs> don't stereotype me. And yes. <laughs> yes. All of you. When you when did you first go? Uh I think I was like ten. Dang. Girl second generation. Oh my God. Lovely. Not first of all, no. First of all, I will say my parents didn't take me. Yeah. So I went with other kids in okay. their families. All right. So you're not new to this, you true to this. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Inkwell came out. That was in 1994. And I think that made it popular for others. Yeah, the movie wasn't that great. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. First of all, the cast was solid. Cast was the solid. The cast was solid. I mean, look, you got to realize, 1994, like, Menace to Society came out. You like, can't compare. You need a balance. It can't all be Menace like, to Society. I'm saying, like. We need families. I'm saying, like, like O-Dog. Oh my God. Is the same guy that's falling in love at the beach? Like, I First didn't of all, buy it. O Dog has a childhood too. <laughs> okay. And so <laughs> he had a childhood and the childhood had him at the beach, tried to steal a married man's girl. I mean, I do feel like that's an origin story. Okay. All right. Okay. But we are still talking about Martha's Vineyard. We are not only talking about the time that we've had, but we are talking about the wealth, the history, the black history specific to Martha's Vineyard and why maybe you should consider going next year. Or buying. And FYI, this is not being sponsored by the Martha's Vineyard Tour Society. But if (laughs) you want to, call us up. We just need a couple of free weeks. That's it. And cut the check. And We'll take a check. Fairy slips. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. So we are back. Yes. Still talking about Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. I think we feel a little bit guilty. Well, do Alan doesn't. Alan do doesn't we? feel guilty, but I, I do I, feel guilty because I was trying to tape last week. Alan really was shutting it down. Yeah. I was throwing out times, locations. He was like, ah, nah. Yeah. But with that, it is something that we do every year, and it's something that we should talk about. We do talk about all of We put all our business out here yeah. um, on the podcast. We talk about things that relate to us and things that matter to us, and therefore we believe they matter to you as well, whether it's through our industry or just through our personal experiences. So Martha's Vineyard isn't any different. Facts. We talked about the history of Martha's Vineyard and how it actually relates to black people, mm-hmm. like how it got the moniker, all the things. Like It comes from a very, very rich, what I also think is beautiful history. And to this day- a lot of black people have homes there. And visit. And visit, right? But uh, whether it's homes from your family owning from back in the day or just black people who have an appreciation for the vineyard or those who are trying to make a little money or a lot <laughs> for that reason. So um, Adam Clayton Powell has a home there. We all know uh, our former president and first lady, Barack and Michelle Obama, have a home there. In addition to that, all of black people visit. And they have been for a while. So Martin Luther King, Harry Belafonte, Jesse Jackson, Joe Lewis, 
again, Spike Lee, we saw Spike Lee. Well, I don't know if you saw him, but I saw Spike Lee there last year. I yep. saw Regina King there last year. I saw him. <laughs> don't start to show shade my way. Yeah, I was there. I saw him too. I saw, I see Morris Chestnut there the last two years, Vernon Jordan. It's a great place. To I just... met D.L. Hughley this last trip. Did you? Thank you very much. I saw him. So he was um, waiting outside of the restaurant that I was pulling into one night. Um, but you see a little bit of everybody, to be honest with you. And it's not uncommon. And same, they're not walking around with security. They're not walking around with massive people. Like they're there with their families having a good time. And everybody's letting them have a good time because they impart Paid their money to get there and are also trying to have a good time. You know who else I met last year? Kenya Barris, the writer. Mm, I know. He, he was is. cool. Super cool. I love cool. him. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it is really a great time. And for black people, wealthy or otherwise, I think that's like the stereotype that I think people need to get away from. Like it's only for wealthy or bougie nah. black people. It literally is every type of black person. And when you're there, it doesn't feel like there's a separation of folks who have money from folks who don't. Because for people who haven't been there, let's be clear about something. Martha's Vineyard is not glamorous. It's old. Yeah, it is. It's old. It's charming. It's charming, but it's not glamorous. You're not staying in these fly-ass houses. Yeah. Um, like, you're staying in a... It It feels country-esque, country nautical vibe. Mm. <laughs> the homes are old. Most of them have air conditioning. There's not a lot of central air. Um, in most of the homes on Martha's Vineyard, but it's not a glamorous experience. And so therefore, there's no heirs. There's, there's no elitism. Even the places where we're hanging out are kind of rundownish. But yeah. we don't care. We're just trying to have a good time. We do have a few clients who own homes on the island. Facts. Theirs are a little less charming, more fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit more balling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have one one black client who owns on the island, and it's one of the nicest <laughs> compounds I've been on. <laughs> But what I'm saying is you'll see that same cat down at Fat Ronnie's, a black-owned restaurant on Circuit Avenue, buying a cheeseburger just like the next guy. I have a really quick story about Fat Ronnie's. So, okay, we're a family at this point. Um, so this year on Martha's Vineyard, probably like the second day, second or third day that I got there, mm -hmm. hanging out with my friends. We, it was back, So it was my brother's birthday. So Monday night was my brother's birthday. We did a birthday dinner for him. And then afterwards... We went down on Circuit, which is in Oak Bluffs, to just kick it, right? Mm -hmm. So we kicking it. I have a low tolerance when it comes to alcohol. I had one drink. Mm. Um, Wait a minute. Did I make that drink? You did not. This was Hold Monday. On. You weren't even on the venue yet, were you? Yeah, I was there. No, we, I didn't see you yet. So it was Monday night after, uh, again, a birthday dinner. And I had one drink on Circuit. And the drink hit me so hard because I hadn't eaten. Even though we had a birthday dinner, I didn't eat. So I hadn't eaten. And for those who know, you don't know you're drunk until you stand up. <laughs> and so <laughs> I stood up to go to the bathroom and it was really a problem. And the, oh, it was super late. So the spot where we were drinking at had closed. Mm. They just let us continue to sit outside. Mm. It's like two o'clock in the morning. The only place that's open is Fat Ronnie's. Mm. We get to Fat Ronnie's. They're closed, but their doors are still open because they're cleaning up. And in the back, there was one batch of fries just sitting there. And I was like, can I buy those? And the girl who was cleaning up was like, no, they're mine. Mm. Like, I'm eating you them. You have to fight me for these fries. I'm eating them for dinner tonight. And I was like, no, you can't. Like, I'm struggling. Mm. I'll pay you whatever. This poor worker. Please give me the fries. And She, she took fries from a minimum I didn't wage. take anything. And worker. so she was like, no, you know, I'm eating them. I'm like, all right, cool. And as I was limping out, I turned to limp out. She was like, nah, it's cool. $5. Oh, <laughs> capitalist. Listen, she got the $5 yeah. for sure. And those fries saved my life.
So wow. shout out to Fat Ronnie, yeah. the workers, uh, and the fry. Yeah. Okay. A little economic stimulus package from Tiffany Hawkins. Fat Ronnie saved life. At 2 a.m. At 2. It was 2.30 at this point. Yeah. Also, if you know, you can't park on circuit after 2 o'clock. So I also got a ticket. Uh, oh, wow. So was- I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. There's that. So there's a lot of black stuff to do on Martha's Vineyard. But well. during a specific time, right? Like we're yeah. not there all year. Do not get it twisted. Okay. Don't don't show up in February. <laughs> we're not there. Okay. It's cold. The locals are there. And please, there is a local economy. There are people who live there year round. They tend to leave during the summer because they can make a lot of money by renting their homes out. So but we are not there all year. So do yeah. not get it confused. If you're looking up racing, like, wow, it's wildly inexpensive in yeah. March. You'll be there alone. It's beautiful all year round, and there are a ton of black people who live there year round, but you won't find the big crowds and events and activities Correct. in February. So our events typically start end of July and go all the way through August. Yeah, really? I'd say the whole summer, you're going to find black folks that on Martha's true. Vineyard. That is but true. But like the concentration, yeah. like we called it homecoming week. Facts. Homecoming week is definitely in August. Yeah, for 100%. Sure. So a bunch of things for black people to do. And these are the things that really do bring us out, to be honest with you. There's a reason why we go. First, there's HBCU Legacy Week. And Mm -hmm. so that's a week. It's usually the last week in July. But that's the week where just all HBCUs are just kind of honored. So you're not really speaking to your specific HBCU, but it's just just HBCUs in general. I've actually never participated in that because I don't come until August. Um, But, you know, there are a variety of events that are tied to HBCU Legacy Week. Then there are specific Black College Weeks, right? So Al and I, we go to Morgan on the Vineyard which just happens to also be the best week of the year. It just, for real, but- One we, of the best weeks. Yeah, we go for Morgan on the Vineyard, but it's also Howard on the Vineyard, uh, Hampton on the Vineyard, Spellhouse on the Vineyard. Um, and I know a variety of other schools, even non-black schools, but their black associations have been trying to create a week on the Vineyard as well. Yeah. But all the HBCUs have their own individual week where their alumni come and come back together and party and kick it. Not only are you partying and kicking it, though, you're raising money, you are connecting, you're networking. So it's not, I'm telling you, it's not just parties. Like Morgan on the Vineyard, we have an art walk, we have a history walk, we yeah. have a reception, mm-hmm. we do have a beach party. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, it's lit. Yeah. We, oh, it listen, is lit. It definitely goes down, but it's a variety of things. We do have our annual fundraiser which, which is, i think we raised almost a half a million dollars this year yeah and which is crazy it was standing room only this year that's yeah. never happened before it happens that for us it happens at the golf club and big shout to greg jones who hooks that thing up the biggest shout to greg jones um but yeah so like we do all the things it is an enriching week to be a part of your hbcu and do good and get to know your alumni. Absolutely. So that definitely happens. So if you did go to an HBCU, like reach out and ask, like go on Facebook, find out like when your actual week is. I'm sure it exists whether you know about it or not. Or create one like Greg did. Facts. Um, then there's the, this is my favorite. This is literally my favorite event at Martha's Vineyard. The Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. For us, it always overlaps with Morgan on the Vineyard. But the African American Film Festival, this film festival to me is like none other. Oh, it's dope. It's incredible. Um, It does not fall short in any way, shape, or form on star power, on movie access. You are seeing exclusive movies, exclusive shows, Mm -hmm. exclusive clips. All the big production houses are on the Vineyard, making sure you have access to their content. Own is always on the Vineyard, but CBS, Fox, I saw some really, I mean, amazing documentaries this year. And what's crazy, this is a black festival and it's actually an Oscar qualifying festival. Facts. So if you have a film, try to get it into this film festival. Mm -hmm. I know that they are very open to independent uh, film producers, but it's elite. 
Like, I'm not going to hold you. It is elite every yeah. year. Um, typically, this year was a little bit different because of the strike. But every year, all the actors that are associated with new films and shows, they come on the vineyard and they do talks afterwards. So, I, like I said, we've seen uh, Spike Lee, Regina King, Morris Chestnut, Tracy Ellis Ross, like Kenya Barris, like all of them are on the vineyard oftentimes promoting their new shows or again giving you exclusive access to their film. This year, I got the chance to see a preview for The Color Purple. Mm. And that was presented by OWN. And I'm, listen, <laughs> listen. I didn't know they were doing The Color Purple. Are you Purple? being serious? Yeah, okay. sorry. Okay. I didn't know this. Alan, you know, <laughs> Whatever. two steps forward and two steps this back. This is why we're partners. You know about stuff. I know about stuff. It's not the same stuff. All right. So The Color Purple. Is happening. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe you don't know this is happening. Sorry. Um, Steven Spielberg, Oprah have gotten together to do a reboot of The Color Purple mm. in the most beautiful form imaginable. Uh, Fantasia Barino is Sealy. The star power is uh, amazing. Taraji P. Henson is Suge. Mm. Um, I feel like nobody would want to play Sealy. No. Like, Fantasia is now going to be like. No, first of all, marred. It's, you know, that's not true at <laughs> all. And Seeley, we loved Whoopi Goldberg as Seeley. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's beautifully done. The budget is strong. Mm. Um, it's solid. Tamla Mann is in it because mm. they're still singing. You know, they're singing components yeah. to the color purple. And it's coming out on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Just take take my money. Just take it. <laughs> if you haven't seen the trailer, you need to see the trailer. I had seen the trailer literally months ago. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, it gives you chills. No yeah. question about it. It is beautiful. And the way people felt about Wakanda and the Black Panther, this is how you're going to feel about seeing the trailer of The mm. Color Purple. So we were able to get a sneak preview of the film yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. and That's great. <sighs> yeah, Last year, I was able to catch Viola Davis. The same thing, but for The Woman King. Yes. And we were able to catch Spike Lee when he was doing the... The Kaepernick documentary. Yeah, before... I don't even think it's even aired yet. It hasn't. So before, when he showed it to us last year, he said it was the first draft. He was like, this is yeah. just our first draft. And we saw it. We, saw, we saw the, the whole, thing. whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was very, very impactful. So Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival is one of the highlights of being on the Vineyard every year. Uh, tickets go on sale... They start to sell tickets fairly early every year. Oh, can I give a hack? I already know the hack, but you, you don't, can give You it. don't know the hack. I do know the you hack. You don't know the hack. Give the hack. So if you've got kids who are interested in the film industry, they will let kids work for free and get on their resume that they worked the film festival. Like my kid last summer worked the whole festival, met all types of actors, all types of directors, and it's great for his resume now that he's going into filmmaking in college. So I didn't know that hack. Um, you did? I did not. See, but also you. if your kids aren't interested in film, but they need to work um, while you're on the vineyard, because yeah. for no pay, for no pay, uh, it's fun. You, you know what I mean? So I think it's something to consider. Anyway, I know plenty of adults who just volunteer to work at the oh, film festival just to, to get have access. a really good time, yeah. have access and network with different people. There's also the Martha's Vineyard Comedy Fest. Mm -hmm. um, that's typically like, it's a series of weeks. It's usually like two to three weeks. Yep. And every week has a different series of comedians. But it's the big black names. You know what I mean? Damon Williams, Tony Roberts, to Alan's point this year, D.L. Hughley was there. Mm -hmm. um, some more is there this year. Mm, but there's like dope. literally all the black comedians Good come out to Martha's Vineyard. And it's not just one show. Like they're they're performing for, for a whole week, multiple times. I think D.L. Hughley, the day of his show, Ended up adding another show. Yeah. Because um, I saw him and I was like, yo, man, what's up? That's what happened? <laughs> that didn't happen um, at all. But so that's also happening. And just again, all of these things tend to overlap. 
So when we go for a week or two weeks, it, all of these things are happening at the same exact time. There's also illumination, which is kind of like a really beautiful Martha's Vineyard tradition where in Oak Bluffs, where a particular set of homes all decorate their houses with these beautiful like lights and lanterns. And these these cute little gingerbread houses. Yes. And on illumination night, they all light their houses up. It feels like a parade. Everyone comes out and walks the neighborhood to see the lights. There's singing, there's music, but it's really, really beautiful. If you have children, again, Martha's Reunion is an amazing place for families, Thanks. to be honest with you. Your kids are safe there. There's a lot of bike rides. Kids are meeting kids that they see every single year. They're making lifelong friends. They've got kid parties. I they- <laughs> actually found out about some kid parties. You didn't know about the kid parties? Put the kids on to the kid parties. They was popping. Oh. Yeah, no. I mean, the kids do have their own parties, but it's one of those places where parents, for once, feel safe, kind of like letting their kids roam on their own. Mm-hmm. They can get around the vineyard by themselves. It is hella kid-friendly. You will walk up on circuit at any particular time, and it's just a group of kids meeting up and just kicking it. And these are black kids just having a good time, grabbing a donut from Backdoor Donuts or just you know getting to know each other. For some of them, they only see each other at Martha's Vineyard every year. They don't even know each other mm-hmm. outside of this place. But So Illumination Night, there's the Oak Bluffs fireworks. There's mm-hmm. the MV Soul Fest, Martha's Vineyard Soul Fest. And so that's exactly what it sounds like. It's an R&B music festival. Yeah. This year was Music Soul Child, Dwelle. And one of my favorites, by the way. Music Soul Child or Dwelle? Dwelle. I like both, but Dwelle, one of my top artists of all yeah. time, for sure. Yeah. Avery Sunshine. Don't give me the end. Yeah. Whatever. Dwelle is dope. Whatever. Name a Dwelle song. Whatever. Yo, you know I know a Name million Dwelle. Name one. Whatever. See? Okay. Name it. Weekend Love. Took you long enough. Whatever. I, yo, Dwelle is one of my favorite artists. I can't artists. even fact check that because I don't know it. Oh my God. So either way, um, but it happens every year. I'll sing it. Martha. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like to hear it? Here it go. No. Um, so yeah, Martha's Vineyard uh, Soul Fest also happens every year. And it's just different people every year. There's also the Jazz Festival. And mm-hmm. years ago, because I'm too young for jazz, uh, but years ago, I went to the Martha's Vineyard Jazz Festival mm-hmm. and met President Obama. Mm, I was there too. More but I didn't like, know if he was going to tell that story. I put my I business there. out there, not yours. Whatever. But yeah, yeah Obama, like, his wife. Like we're there kicking it. And this, he was president. Yeah, one of my top artists was performing. Michelle and DeGay Ocello. Yes, yes. So that is true. Um but yeah, the jazz festival happens every year. To, to that point, yeah, they were acting, acting president and first lady were at the jazz festival, kicking it. So another event, like listen, like I would make my whole trip around this singular event I'm if nervous. I could. I'm nervous. The uptown party. Yeah, the uptown party. Uptown party, party is, is. So you awesome. missed the uptown party this year. This yeah, is why you need two weeks. Yeah. The uptown party is always the week after. I was there day. last year. <laughs> but then you like go back. Then you leave and like go back. Yeah, I had to go for a speaking thing. That's what I'm saying. I used to have to go speak all the time. I had to go speak at Howard on the on the vineyard to give the. You know what I'm saying? The Howard alumni, a little bit of momentum flavor. Here's you know, if you keep getting invited, we are a beacon in the light, oh my God. a beacon in the world to all HBCUs. Okay. So look, Morgan guys have to go speak at Howard events sometimes. Oh my God. I did it. Don't drag us. Drag him. <laughs> he has his own specific. Big shout out to I love Howard, by the way. I really wish my kid had gone to Howard. Like I, I was there saying, H, you, you know. Uh-uh. First of all, calm down. Second yeah. of all, you didn't, how'd you raise him? That you didn't pick Howard. <laughs> One of my problem. kids is going to Howard. That's all I'm saying. First of all, don't they don't have to. Okay, One of them could no, go to Morgan. Yeah. Or Morehouse or Spelman. Yeah. Of those schools you just named, one of my <laughs> kids is... Two of my kids are going to those four schools. You only got two left. So, hey. So, they're going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to draw straws. At this you're going to come up short. But yeah, there's a ton to do on Martha's Vineyard that really does cater to us as black people. So that is why we go. We are not going to just like 
like posh around, even though you spend a lot of time on the beach, you spend a lot of downtime, chilling, kicking it, walking. Um, I threw two parties yeah. at my house. But that's a good point. One of the other more organic things that happens on the vineyard is folks just throw random get-togethers. Facts. And I threw two of them. And it's dope. I did a lobster luncheon. Mm. Yeah, where I jerked lobster. Here's the thing. So very new. Instead of jerking me, you jerk lobster. Listen, first of all, you were invited to all the functions. Alan no, didn't, didn't come to a single one. Yeah, so when I tell you it was getting good to him, he wouldn't come to my functions. He wouldn't tape. He wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah. Matter of fact, I also invited him to um, Vice President Kamala uh, Harris was on yeah. the vineyard. I love Kamala. Speaking, and he was like, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm going. Yeah, I went to Aquina. Yeah. I went to he go see. Like, I, just, <laughs> I went to the cliffs of Aquina I'm to, I'm to a, be with the Wampanoags. Skip Kamala. Yeah. I'm good on Kamala. Alan, it was getting good to Alan. Okay. Yeah. But I did a lobster luncheon. Um, and then I also did a, a breakfast. Uh, I did my banana pudding French toast mm, breakfast. Okay. Um, but it's it Meanwhile, just, you don't eat any of those things. None of those things. <laughs> Not a damn thing. I don't eat banana pudding or French toast. <laughs> or bananas for that. <laughs> or lobster. <laughs> but interloper <laughs> either way we had a taboo uh i played spades mm. i don't typically like to play spades in public yeah because y'all get too violent wow but I, all all you need to know is i whooped their ass and that's yeah. i'm gonna just leave it right there um okay. by 200 points i just i don't know I just okay. kinda, but i add to that it's very black it's very spades are happening on martha's vineyard yeah um and all, all types of it's a lot of dark liquor uh happening on martha's vineyard all the things but it is a good time, and there's a lot of things to do, but there are also a lot of things not to do. And you can just chill and kick it and hang out on the beach with your family and just have a good time. So when we come back, though, we got to talk about the how you make some money, how yeah. you buy some property. Yeah. Wait, how do I get involved in this Martha's Vineyard transactional wealth creation portion? Yeah. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. It's the pathway to Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of the North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. So we're back. Yes. Still talking about Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Still reminiscing on the good times we had. Mm, it's getting good to us, y'all. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've talked about literally the history. What is there to do? Why does it actually really appeal to black people? Like, mm-hmm. it, is there really some sort of spiritual connection? And to me, the answer is yes. Yeah. I actually right. do feel that way. When I'm there, I also feel connected to the Native Americans to be 100%. Like, I feel like there's a, a relationship between Black folks and Native Americans. For sure. And just to be there on their land, like I, I always go up to Aquina. It's these cliffs on the south part of the island. And a lot of the businesses and restaurants there are owned by Wampanoag people. And to be able to just be with them and talk to them and hear their history and their story. And there's a museum, a Wampanoag museum on that part of the island too. I've never it's just that. dope. I'll it's dope. There. It's beautiful. It's um, worth it. Do you know any Native Americans personally? Oh, for sure. 
Yeah, and to, I'm a Twigo fellow. That's the mm. organization that um, helped pay for my business school. And there's certainly a good number of folks who are Native American. Cheat code. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, we have Native American clients. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, we do. Come on. The thing is, I don't ask for our clients' Yo, cultural you know, Oh my gosh, whatever. All, all clients, all momentum clients get treated. Oh my gosh. With extreme. No, care. it's pride. People are proud no, of their heritage. But of you know course. what's starting to happen that I really appreciate and I I, I think it's gonna start spreading. I was at an event, I'm on the board of the the John F. Kennedy Library Foundation and Museum. And they had an event, and the first thing that they said when they when they spoke at the event was that we need to do a land declaration. Mm -hmm. A land declaration is declaring whose land this actually was and the fact that it was stolen from these people. And the name of the tribe that it was stolen from and the name of the land originally. So yeah. uh, one of our clients and a friend of mine um, who has an organization called the Impact Collective, before every meeting, before every session, um, whoever's speaking has to do a land declaration on mm. where they currently live or where they're from. Yeah. Um, and so it, that's my first time ever hearing about it. And it's beautiful and I think yeah. it's meaningful. And so she's also based out of Massachusetts. And so for them, there's a lot of history on, you know, whose land, other places it's a little bit harder to find. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of history on whose land you're on and who the land was stolen from. I also went this summer to the Native American Museum down on Wall Street in New York. And there's a great history there on New York City and the impact of, the, of Native Americans there. But there's this one display where they show Times Square today versus what it looked like before the settlers got there. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Like Times Square was a, was a swamp. Yeah. So yeah, we completely need to acknowledge the land. And I, I love that that's starting to happen for sure. So speaking of acknowledging, mm -hmm. right? So there's also a bunch of black businesses. As it should be, right? Like we talked about how the history of black entrepreneurship had its place on Martha's Vineyard very, very early on. And so it continues to thrive there today. So the first place you can go to, there's a website called Black Owned mv.com and it's a digital platform that just kind of helps you understand all the black businesses that are on the vineyard and i love that platform also but one of my favorite things to do when i'm on the vineyard is to buy black mm -hmm. um last year and this year actually there are two brands that i discovered last year that i only buy when i'm on Martha's vineyard one is called libations and it is mixed cocktails but they're so good mm. um they're like fresh that's mixed where you got that from first of all slow down yeah, I remember when you had those at your... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got them from Martha's Vineyard. Um, I remember getting like a pineapple jalapeno margarita and then a mango something else or another. And you brought them to the office. Yeah. So <laughs> and, it was, and it was lovely. <laughs> um, and then also couples. C-U-P-P-L-E-S, which is also, or I think it's C-U-P-L-E-S, mm -hmm. which is also Morgan alumni, mm -hmm. but it's a tea company. Yeah, um, based like in a, Baltimore. Yeah, based in Baltimore, and they actually have a brick and mortar space in Baltimore, but they do come on the vineyard every year, and they do a pop-up. And so last year, I bought a gang of tea. Uh, this year, I did the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very easy Quantify and really that. encouraged to buy black when you are on the vineyard. Quantify a gang of tea. but Okay. <laughs> so yeah, in this directory, you'll find that there's a bunch of restaurants. There's seven black-owned restaurants on the island. There's probably more, by the way. Well, let me just stop you because my favorite, and I just want to say it first. I'm going to put it out there. I also put Alan onto it, is Vineyard Caribbean Cuisine. Yeah. The, no, it's this bomb. Jamaican spot oh, on like the that. vineyard. Vineyard Caribbean Cuisine yes. is my favorite, hands down, black-owned restaurant on the vineyard even though they did not put my escovitch fish in my order this year and i didn't find out till i got home um either way it's a small yeah. price to pay for the just amazing quality of jamaican food 
Yeah. When I left this year, I had a bunch of their leftovers. I froze them and I brought them all the way back to New Jersey and enjoyed them there. It, it's good. But yeah, Legit. there are a variety of uh, Black-owned restaurants on the vineyard and also hotels and bed and breakfast. There's 10 on the website, but there's a couple more because our, our homegirl, Kahina, she bought two bed and breakfasts on the island. One is called the Dunmere. The other one's called Narragansett House. What's beautiful about these B&Bs is that they tend to bring in Black visitors. Mm -hmm. And now there's a community. There's like folks on porches hanging out. And, you know, it's just, it's part of that vineyard culture. Yeah. One of my favorite bed and breakfasts is called the Black Joy House. Mm. Um, You can always, it's in Oak Bluffs. You can always drive by there and see a a gang of people like congregating on the porch. Oh, you know what they call those, which I learned? What? Five to sevens. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's like their traditional time of gathering to kick it on the on See, the porch. Now that I know, next year I'm going to have a five to seven. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you're allowed to. I, why? I'm black. Yeah, I don't know. I can have a five to seven. Yeah, I don't know. I might have a five to seven here. <laughs> okay? So I'm going to do it and do what I want to do. There's a variety of like hair and beauty businesses. I will tell you this. So this year, there was a braiding pop-up mm. um, on the vineyard. And I saw this woman promoting it on Facebook prior to. I looked her up. She was local to where I was at at the time, I was like, well, I ain't even going to get my hair braided on the vineyard. I'm going to go to her actual business and get my hair braided first Mm. and then, you know, see her when I get on the vineyard. But for me, it was like the fact that now people are doing pop-up shops for hair. Do they braid weaves? First of all, I don't have a weave, Alan, (laughs) and it's braids. (laughs) Do a braid weave. You can do anything with a weave. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Flag on the play. Either way, she did a braiding pop-up shop, and um, I heard it was wonderful, but I just by seeing her promote on the Vineyards website, I ended up going to her actual business, and now I will continue to be a customer. Black-owned mm-hmm. stores, a lot of Black-owned art galleries, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very beautiful. Um, home Improvement. Wait, can I talk about these art galleries for Please a moment? Do. So I fell in love with this artist like last, last summer. Year. Yeah, I remember I, that. Went on, I went on the art tour this year and last year. There's this artist called Charlie Palmer. Mm-hmm. Who's, he's from Atlanta. He was so captivated by this island that he decided to buy a home there. And his work is all over that island. It's all over the galleries. But some of the work that he depicts, like he did a, a depiction of the polar bears. The polar bears are a group of black women. They've been on the Today Show. Like it's becoming big. But it's a group of black women that every morning at like 7.30 a.m. they gather on the Inkwell Beach and they go into the into the water while it's cold and the sun's not even fully up yet. And they exercise, they pray, they sing. Like I've done. Have you done the polar bears? I haven't. And I really wanted to oh, do it. Oh, it's amazing. This year, and I, I am going to get to doing it. But I will tell you this, in addition to that, so one of my favorite photos is of the polar bears. And there is this photographer that's on the vineyard. His name is Michael Johnson. And he's got the infamous photo of black women just enjoy in the water. And it's called, yeah. you know, the polar bears. And I was doing a walk with the boyfriend. And I pointed it out and I told him about it. And um, by the end of the trip, he surprised me with the photo. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So That's I actually, great. while I have not polar bared yet, and I will. And yeah. from what I understand, when you do it, you get like a little um, membership, a polar bear card, like a, you're yeah. forever a member. I don't know about that. Well, my homegirl did it this year and she got one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe that's new because I did okay. it last so year. She got, she got a pin they, they owe and me a, a membership. Pin. Well, you're, so it's not for dudes, is it? But here's what. It's men and women out there. I mean, but what's, what's dope about it? What's dope about it is like men and women are literally leading. Like it's not just led by them. It's like you might get a chance to come and just be a part of it and take you know the ownership of yeah. leading a little segment of it. But the thing that got me about Charlie Palmer's painting 
is he described the painting and he described how when you walk up on the polar bears, at first you just see them. Mm -hmm. these, these men and women, it's mostly women, they're in the water and they're in a circle. But as you get closer, you can hear them chanting and humming and singing and it's very spiritual and you're hearing, you're, you're really channeling the ancestors when you start to hear that the water slapping against the humming and you just see them out there moving and it's a very spiritual thing. And so when I discovered that art, it made me want to get down with them. And so you've done it. I've done it. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely and doing it. I'm and they do, they also do uh, yoga on the beach yeah, at 8 a.m. So typically a after, right after the polar bears, they do um, yoga on the inkwell. All of these things are catered to black people, right? Like we're talking about very wonderful occurrences, but these occurrences are for us, Facts. by us, for us. Facts. And what you will see out there is us. Now, everybody's welcome. Everybody else is going to be the minority, <laughs> but it's us out there. Facts. So let's talk about buying. I know we've been teasing this a ton. I know. Right? And, you know, I mentioned that I've thought about buying. I've got to worry about tuition right now. So this is on, on hold for a little bit. But we should talk about buying on the vineyard. We've clearly been doing it for over 100 years. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great investment. Like, I don't know of folks who've lost money buying homes on the vineyard. And here's why. So when you're buying a house, you got to realize that you can, you know, you can go there and, and take up space yourself or you could rent the house out and it's very lucrative to rent out a house. So let's just talk a little bit about buying. So the first thing you got to know about buying a house is that there is a thing called the Martha's Vineyard Land Bank. Have you heard of the Martha's Vineyard Land Bank, Tiffany? Not part. I was doing research for the show. <laughs> so this land bank is a conservation agency. So their goal is to conserve land on the, on the island, right? So meaning like for every real estate transaction that happens, 2% of the purchase price gets donated to this agency. It's not by choice, it's by mandate. So that funds this conservation organization that's really designed to try to preserve the island. So you can also donate land or donate property to this conservation organization, or they can go out and buy land that they want to conserve. So or, it's like an HOA fee. Yeah, I mean, basically. So you got to pay that up front. So meaning if you're looking at a house and the house costs a million dollars, you got to factor in an extra 20K to your purchase price. Okay. One time now. Not every one year. One time. Okay. Just one time. I'm not mad at that. But if you're a first-time home buyer, they exempt you on the first $800,000. Oh, looking God. Yeah. First time in life. Not like first oh. time on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to our past show, you 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 could become a virgin again. The yeah, first-time home buyer's a, a, virgin. A born-again home years? buyer. I think it's seven years. I think it's less than that. I think it's like five if years. If you haven't bought a home in the last seven or eight years, you're born-again virgin. Facts. So, so you're a first-time home buyer. Yeah, and so the, then you'd only pay the 2% on every amount above $800,000. So don't ball. And if you can ball, then you can pay the 2%. <laughs> it's hard not to ball, though. Like that's, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the median price there. So the second piece of information that you need to know is that if you're going to need to do construction on the island, whether you're building a new house or whether you're doing a renovation on, a, on an existing home, it is very expensive and very time consuming. Yeah, because you are on an island. Like everything comes over on the ferry. Like I remember even getting there this year and while I was getting on ferry, so was the stop and shop food truck. <laughs> no, it, like so the grapes, everything is coming over <laughs> on a ferry. So you you need lumber and a sink. Grapes too. <laughs> like all that's coming over on the same ferry and yeah. there are no extra ferries. So like there yeah. isn't like a production ferry or like, oh, well, you know, we're going to put a special boat out to get your supplies over. Like, nah. Yeah. At, at 11 a.m. when Alan's getting on the ferry with his children. Yeah. And the grapefruit. Also, your bricks and yeah. shingles. Yeah, there was over. literally on my ferry ride home, there was a pickup truck with like 21 air conditioning units but see, in the back. <laughs> like, 
They keep it simple over there. Yeah, that's a fact. So nationally, like you can build a home most places in the United States for between $150 a square foot and $200 a square foot. One of our homeboys just built a beautiful new construction home in Houston, and he spent $155 a foot. On Martha's Vineyard, that cost is going to range between $400 and $500 a foot. Yeah. So that means that if you were building a brand new 2,000 square foot home, it's going to cost you at least a million dollars of actual construction cost. And you plus, didn't buy no land yet. Plus the land might cost anywhere between 500K and 700K. So it's expensive, right? And so that that is a that is a thing. And to a variety of points, it's because it's hard to get things there. It takes time. There's not a lot of people on the vineyard who work in construction year round. Um, so, you know, just the labor, cost of labor, cost of the actual build, it's going to be considerably more. But I will tell you, you are going to get that money back. Yeah, that's um, a fact. If you are if you are going to use it for renting out purposes, and again, there are a variety of people who live there year round, but only rent out two to three months a year. I'm telling you, you're oh, you going to you're going to make plenty oh, of money. That's a fact. So there's also some really unique aspect to the contract process. You'll definitely want to consult that black business directory that we talked about earlier, because there's black realtors, there's black lawyers mm-hmm. on the island who can help you to navigate the contract process. But going back to these prices, I want to run through some math on buying a home on the vineyard and how much money you might make if you were to rent the home out. So we did a a little bit of research here. The median sale price for a home on Martha's Vineyard last month, $1,570,000. And that's up about 40% from a year prior. Not 40% from a year prior. (laughs) That's up 40% from a year prior? Yes. What y'all been doing? (laughs) I know they've been doing a lot more TV shows on Martha's Vineyard. Y'all got to chill. Yeah. That means that the price of buying a house on Martha's Vineyard per square foot, $925 a foot. Yeah. So like, I'll give you some examples of listings, right? This is one, a million six for 2,000 square feet, three bedrooms, three baths. Here's the thing. The other thing I had to put a couple of my friends on, the hardest thing to secure Martha's Vineyard- Is a house with multiple bathrooms. Is a second bathroom. Lord. You you can get a four bedroom with one bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, last year my crib had three bathrooms, B. That's how we know oh, you balling. It was the most expensive house <laughs> I've ever paid for. Balling. <laughs> uh, but to get a house with more than one bathroom, and then they'll try to put it, there's always an outdoor shower. Oh, yeah. So they'll, they'll definitely try, they'll try to, to act like that that's a bathroom. As a bathroom. Well, the outdoors is a bathroom for a lot of people. But <laughs> so a house with more than one bathroom that's a fact. is a premium already. Yeah, that's a fact. So that house is 2,000 square feet. A house that's a eleven hundred square feet, three bed, one bath, eight twenty nine, right? So like you're you're paying a million or close to it for a crib. Long story short, they're gonna hit you over the head. Yeah. But yeah. So here's some of the reasons why the houses are so expensive. So in the last ten years, the year round residents have grown by about twenty five percent. They've grown from sixteen thousand to twenty thousand. So and I'm I mean, sure, they're they're taking up homes. But that's also probably because of COVID. Yeah. I know a lot oh, of people facts. who in COVID were like, listen, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be isolated. I'm trying to be in a small community. And I remember hearing about like the stats of COVID on Martha's Vineyard and they were minimal. Yeah. They were not, COVID was not really moving around Martha's Vineyard like that. And so for some people, they were like, listen, I'm going to move somewhere isolated. And they got there and they loved it. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Facts. So today there are 1,000 fewer home rentals than there were in 2010. So in the last 13 years, they've got a thousand less homes that you can even rent. That's why it's more expensive. That means the prices are going up, up, up. Prices have gone up. It's going to sound crazy, Tiffany, but there are only 3,675 registered rental units on the entire island across all six 
towns in the island. That's not bad. I don't think that's bad. 3,600 rentals. But there's 200,000 people who visit like <laughs> in the summer, and not all at the same time. And here's the other thing. It's like, like as far as like, like large format hotels. Oh, there's none. There's there ain't none. No Holiday Inn. There's no Marriott. <laughs> like, if you got Marriott points, they're not going to work here. Yeah, that's like, a fact. That's not even, they're not even allowing them to develop that yeah. type of uh, commercial real estate on the vineyard. Okay. So let me walk through a, a transaction that you could potentially do. Now, our, our math is very rough and approximate, but there's a home on the market right now for a million dollars. It's a three bed, two bath home. That's at a premium to Listen, Tiffany's two point, bathrooms. two baths. It's only 1,300 square feet, but again, it's got two bathrooms. Okay. If you were to buy that home, the mortgage, let's say you put 10% down, you got a six and a half percent mortgage rate. Property taxes are really low. They're only about $4,000 a year on this particular place. So your mortgage would be about $6,000 per month at six and a half percent. Okay. Not that bad. Okay. So, and, and by the way- Say that again, six- thousand a month because i'm just thinking about how much i just paid Word. for a week how much did you pay for one week wait a minute. put your business out there wait a minute open it up open up the kimono <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell mine if you tell yours i got my cheapest house ever this year so okay. i'll tell mine so this year i paid nine thousand for oh the week. my god <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, for how many bathrooms and two and an outdoor one. They shouldn't have never gave this woman money. <laughs> Here's the thing. It was updated, central air. Like it was okay. at a basement. It was like really, really nice. And it was in a really beautiful part of Egerton. Egerton. Um, but, okay. I, we, we're going to fight about okay. that. It was super walkable. Mm-hmm. So I really paid for the location. Yeah. Um, but it was a completely upgraded home. Yeah. And okay. I had two bathrooms. And again, you will also, it's hard pressed to find central air yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. I had two bathrooms. I had window unit air conditioning, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Baseboard heat. Mm-hmm. I paid 4K. And I booked my house like a month before. Where and you, it was where'd great. Where did you stay? It was out there a little ways, okay? <laughs> it was in Vineyard Haven. I was Haven. on the strip. Yeah, it was in Vineyard Haven. We had three bedrooms, two floors, plus a basement, two bathrooms, beautiful yeah, kitchen, had a beautiful yard. Mine had a great um, yard. But I we was about, on the strip. Yeah, we, was, yeah. we was in the thick of it. So next year, though, because my I'm not going to... For two weeks, I'm paying a tiny bit more because, like I said, mm. um, I'm getting a hookup from the same, for the same house, yeah. and then they have another unit around the corner yeah. that's less money. Yeah. So you'll be paying 17000 for the summer for nope. two weeks? Nope. Nope. Whatever. No, okay. I'm, it's 14000 for two weeks. Okay. Right. Um, that's better. And I think both times I got two bad. All right. There you go. But I'm saying that to say, to your point, even if it's 14000 for two weeks and you just told me a monthly mortgage was 6000 somebody just got two months Mortgage pay off of me alone. Word. So here goes the math. So if I if I had six thousand a month in in mortgage, and let's just say that that house rents out in the summer months for four thousand every single week. So that's and it's gonna be way more than that though. That's twelve weeks. That's forty eight k, right? There's really thirteen weeks in the summer. So I'll take one week for myself. I'll take my mortgage on the vineyard week. I rent out the other weeks. I just pocketed almost fifty k. Now, people do rent all year. Like, people will visit in October. No, for sure. I hear it's lovely. Imagine I can only get $1,000 a week for the rest of the year. So now I got $50,000 for the summer. I got $45,000 for the off season. I just made $95,000. And you said mortgage was only $6,000 a year. So that's $72,000. So now I got to vacation for free mm-hmm. for the summer and I got to pocket over $20,000. And my house is just getting paid for. You see what I'm saying? I ain't paying nothing on this house. You see what I'm saying? So 
I'm just saying like, look, there can be an economic reason why it makes sense to look at a place like Martha's Vineyard. We know they're not building any more land onto this 100%. island. 100%. So just something and to think about. And again, like whether you're Alan or Tiffany, depending on what you're paying, you know, I, I, it is, again, if you have a home that's in slightly a premium location, and what I mean by that, it's walkable. Um, and a lot of Martha's Vineyard isn't walkable. Um, like you're in the backwoods somewhere, yeah. on a mountain somewhere, but you can charge a lot, a lot of money. And as we mentioned, these aren't brand new fly ass houses. Yeah, they're really not. But imagine if you had bought the crib a couple of years ago, your mortgage <laughs> is only like 4,500 because your rate's like 4%. Yeah, yeah, we have a couple clients who took advantage, you know. Yeah. So, so we've talked a lot about Martha's Vineyard. Hopefully, one, you forgive us for not putting a new episode out last week, but also you just explore Martha's Vineyard. Maybe somewhere you consider going next summer. But there are also other places in the United States that have very rich history um, and are known for vacationing for Black people. I actually read an article recently about you know like Sag Harbor, and there's some other spots like in like South Carolina where Black people are known to vacation because of a similar history. So look into your history, and in addition to all your European fly international travel, mm-hmm. why don't you book a week somewhere that is by you and for you. Mm, I love it. So we'll see you next week for sure. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And with Momentum Advisors. Momentum.